as we already know that uh, this uh, human mind is very powerful if you can change your mind perhaps you can change a lot of things about your life Anger and hatred are very powerful and they both are states of uh, our own mind. Suffering is also product of our own mind. In the same way, love joy and happiness are also product of our own mind. This is why a Buddhist master named Shandindeva said, uh, all our effort of trying to achieve happiness and eradicating suffering becomes futile until we realize the secret of the mind. This effort that he's talking about is very familiar with all of us and perhaps we may realize that uh, we have been spending pretty much our entire life in this effort trying to become happy and to have a less suffering and perhaps it's good to just pause for a few seconds and see whether this is true to yourself You might like to just uh, check with yourself to find out whether this is true or not. And that we have been spending most of our life in this effort, trying to be happy and trying to get rid of pain and suffering. So let's pause for a few seconds. Buddha also said that uh, every human being wants to be happy. And also he said that, but we are doing things exactly in that 
makes us unhappy. One of the mistakes that we often make is to look for happiness from outside. As you already noticed that I'm talking about uh, the happiness right now, instead of enlightenment and nirvana. You see, I'm changing the topic. <laughs> That's morning we're talking about uh, nirvana and enlightenment. It is true that we all want to be happy. And nirvana is another name for happiness, a more unconditional happiness. Buddha said that there are two kinds of happiness, the temporary happiness and the unconditional happiness. And nirvana is name for the unconditional happiness. I'm speaking uh, in a way to responding to your desire and your longing. And sometimes uh, I don't know what I should uh, talk about. Other times I feel I know what should I talk about. <laughs> and right now when I'm just uh, looking around, I'm intuitively feeling that we all have this uh, very basic desire, which is uh, to be happy. I want to be happy as well. We all want to be happy. Uh, I'm willing to even sacrifice enlightenment for happiness. <laughs> I must confess that. <laughs> Especially if you tell me there are two separate tents, I would go for the happiness. <laughs> I will sell nirvana to buy happiness, <laughs> if you can do that. And it sounds very selfish motive. It sounds so human and uh, very selfish impulse, this uh, desire to be happy. And then we may think that there's a much more greater and altruistic as well as a selfless motive and impulses.
in Buddhist tradition, we have this notion of the great motivation, the bodhicitta. It's considered the highest motivation anybody can develop. It is said that the moment you are able to hold that motivation, you are already in Bodhisattva. You are an awakened hero. You are an awakened heroine. And Bodhicitta is considered the, the ultimate the most selfless motivation you can have. At the same time, it's actually a desire for happiness. It's not just you're desiring happiness for yourself, but you're desiring happiness for all living beings throughout space. I pray for a lot of people every day. I pray for myself, I pray for my loved ones, and I pray for everybody. And sometimes I recite uh, traditional Buddhist liturgy, and sometimes I make up prayers on my own. I'm noticing often that I'm praying and that everyone would be happy. You know, in the universe, you have this emptiness, and then you have the manifestation. Or let me use a more the Dzogchen terminologies, the primordial ground, and then the manifestation. The primordial ground is this uh, unknowable supreme source from which everything arises. All appearances and all the forms arise from that source. You and I arose from that source. This vast blue sky that you can see, which is so significant and so unfathomable, arises from that. And then when you walk us out, the trees and every even grass on the ground ultimately arrives from that, the primordial ground, the supreme source. Which is not uh, to be understood. It, it beyond all the words. It's neither existence nor non-existence. So that 
Supreme Source is free from all impulses. It's free from desire, free from hatred, but then there's a manifestation. And this manifestation, the entire universe, everything that exists is a manifestation. Manifestation of that Supreme Source comes with this desire, desire for happiness. So we cannot reject this basic desire. And this desire can be sometimes very spiritual too. And especially when you turn this desire into bodhicitta, awakened heart, desiring freedom, desiring peace, desiring wellness for the entire humankind, and then desiring for absolute peace and absolute joy for the entire Loka, for all, every living being that exists. So Buddha said that uh, we are often making mistake because we have this basic desire for happiness, but we are looking for happiness from outside. And maybe today uh, can be a day we can stop looking for happiness from outside. How about that? <laughs> this is something we can all do as an experiment. Two more we can look for happiness from outside. But today, this meditation retreat is all about practicing this one assignment again and again. Just stop looking for happiness from outside once in the forever, at least for the day. And then see what uh, arises. And try to let go of your attachment to a lot of things in your life right now. This is a quite simple assignment. This is only one day assignment. If it doesn't work, then you don't have to practice it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and you may change your mind completely towards the end of the day, realizing that this exercise is working very well. And then you may end up turning this into your uh, lifelong sadhana spiritual practice.
simple sadhana, isn't it? Stop looking for happiness from outside. I'm not saying that you should not pursue all the beauty, delights, and all these fun things that life offers. I'm not also stating that uh, you should uh, reject life and become some kind of ascetic. In the end, everything that you are looking for is to be found within yourself. I also like to ask this question, what are you looking for? Of course, we are looking for different things every day. Today we are in the meditation retreat, we might be looking for more nirvana. <laughs> Isn't that true? we may be looking for enlightenment because we are in the meditation retreat. And tomorrow we might be looking for something totally different. I keep running into people who say, I'm looking for a guru. And some people say, I'm looking for a soulmate. And some people say, I'm looking for enlightenment. And some people literally say, I'm looking for money. <laughs> Which is quite honest uh, confession. <laughs> Not so much anymore, but in all these people ask me to show them some kind of sadhana some Tibetan Buddhist uh, method to chip everything that they, look, that they are looking for. Some people even used to ask me to teach them sadhana to make more money. What are you looking for? This is a very good question to ask. If you are looking for soulmate, you may not find soulmate from outside, and you are your own soulmate. In the same way, if you are looking for nirvana, you may not, never find it outside of yourself. Or you may be looking for happiness. Or you may be looking for eternal Buddha. You may never find any of them by looking for them from outside.
certainly you'll never find happiness from outside. Actually, happiness is already inside yourself. It's not just state of your being. I hardly run into people these days who are looking for nirvana. And these days everyone is looking for happiness. In some way it's much more honest to look for happiness than looking for nirvana. And today, when I was driving here with my friend Deborah, we had a quite profound conversation. Sometimes I hear very profound teachings in an ordinary interaction with the people. My friend Deborah said, If we are unhappy, then we tend to make the world also suffering too. If we are unhappy inside, then we can cause lots of suffering on the world and also to the people around us. And we can be very destructive sometimes. If we're truly happy and then naturally we'll be benevolent, we'll be naturally mystic, we'll be naturally bodhisattva, we'll be naturally ahart. And yet, the happiness is already in each of us. It's a natural state of our being. All you need to do is relax your mind. And perhaps uh, if I keep telling you relax your mind, you already know how to relax your mind. So I may keep saying this, relax your mind again and again.
you know already how to relax your muscles in your body if you know how to relax your muscles in your body then you already know how to relax your mind <coughs> my instruction is a very simple right now I will simply ask you, relax your mind. Don't hold on to anything. Don't grasp at your thoughts. Don't try to even meditate. Just uh, allow yourself to fall down on this benevolent ground the ground of uh, the natural state of your mind If you don't know how to allow yourself to fall down on that benevolent ground of your natural state of your mind, and then sometimes you may have to do all these complicated uh, spiritual practices, like a lot of analysis, and then you'll be exhausted. <laughs> Once mind exhausted, then you'll know finally how to relax your mind. <laughs> if you don't know how to relax your mind, I'm going to teach you very profound mantra. Or how about profound, uh, uh, some kind of secret. I will ask you to try and figure out which comes first, chicken or egg. <laughs> of course, your mind would be exhausted eventually <laughs> by trying to figure out which is the first. And sometimes in that exhaustion, we know how to relax our mind. There are a lot of uh, analysis in Buddhist tradition. I come from this Tibetan Buddhist tradition which has lots of complex practices. One of them is you have to visualize a deity. And deity with sometimes 12 heads and many arms. And not only that, you have to sometimes visualize each hair of that deity. And then you have the remember that all these different aspects of the deity symbolize enlightened principles. The whole point is to exhaust your mind completely. And then once you exhaust your mind, and then naturally you know how to fall down into that benevolent ground of uh, the natural story on mind.
So please relax your mind and then the first thing that you're going to discover is the happiness as a natural state of your being. You are the happiness, you are the love. You are the nirvana, you are the peace. Much gratitude, and now I give this to you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.